Welcome to Talking Baseball. Very special midweek episode. We got some news. MLB, they proposed a proposition. It's a non-starter. Welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today on this fine Wednesday, Tuesday, if you're watching live on Patreon and you're in the chat. Speaking of, this episode of Talking Baseball is brought to you by a ton of fun people. We got TJ Chappelle Mead, Barbie K. Barbie's been around for a while. E. Brucker, 406. Nana G. Nana, I had a Nana. Ryan Cassidy. Jared Dens, Giancarlos Delgado Braun. Good name. I think maybe those are the three favorite players. Andrew Lehewicz, Calvin Mueller, Donna Cashman. Donna Cashman been around for a while. Donna Cashman won, I think, our first ever giveaway way back when I was still living in California. What's up, Donna? Thank you for supporting us. I'm a big us. fan of Donna's. Yeah. Tyler Smith and Jeff Boyd. Thank you, everyone who has recently become a Patreon member. We appreciate you and the support. Patreon.com slash John Boy Media. We'll get you there. And you get live access to the show. Quick shout out to the people that are watching live. We've got Quentin Hubner, Andrew Pelham, Hayden Cart, Nick Loman, and uh, Tree Guy 98 So thank you to all of you. Trev, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday afternoon? I woke up a little sad this morning. Ooh. Welcome to Jake's life. And I, um, I just got reminded of a, what's that movie? Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we beat Bangville way more than that or whatever. That's not what I was thinking Varsity about. Blues. Varsity, Varsity Blues. Blues, whatever. I was thinking about Hooters. Oh, when we, were, when all we were all there and we were just young kids on a spring training trip. I was going home. You guys had a big event coming up. We were having big old beers disgusting wings like i i just i woke up missing that yeah i thought so about that's where uh, i'm at i thought about the rv trip too because i drove a car for the first time since i drove the rv i hadn't wow. driven since a uh, car since i drove the rv jake have you cross country uh, <laughs> to move here oh yeah, yeah, yeah i forgot about go. that new residence yeah. road yeah. road trip into a road trip for me um yeah and shout out shout out tree guy 98 in the chat and we're joined by trevor ploof tree guy 86 his his old aim username but uh yeah no trevor i, I think it's it's well <laughs> if you're gonna bring up having low moments i'll i'll take the ball and run with it um yeah yesterday was a tough one um and uh hey shout out to my guy dj jeffy p for coming out with his article that that basically was trying to talk baseball people off the ledge today that we'll talk about but uh yeah man yet yesterday was a tough pill to swallow and it's uh again it's kind of this weird reality that we're in where we've we've talked through this stuff even months before where we knew if we got to this point (laughs) that it was going to look like this but still even when that starts and you're you know, how long have we been waiting for the owners to to come to the players with the offer? Um, and then me and Jimmy, I mean, we we ended up just laughing at ourselves last night doing our talking yank stuff when <laughs> the offer gets sent sent and the players union and Tony Clark says, Well, that's a non starter. Yeah. So so we we built up to all of this to get the non starter out of the way. Um and yeah, man, it's uh it's going to be a fascinating I think Jeffy P said two and a half weeks, about 15 yeah. days or so. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm buckled in. I'm feeling a little better, but it, it can change by the minute. We're, we're going to go through Passon's article because he, he, he laid it out nicely. Not, not through everything, but what I think is important. So, you know, listeners to this show can be informed on what's actually happening, and then we'll give our opinions on it all. I don't know if you've seen Trev, but I'm tweeting out a constant meter of uh, – <laughs> if I think it's going to happen or not happen. And right now we're at a yes. Cause Passon told me, don't get discouraged. 
Is there a maybe in that meter? No, it's it only a yes hard, no? it's a hard yes and no. <clears throat> Love that. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works, you know? You uh, know, this, before we even get started, mm-hmm. we always talk about the PR game that the players lose constantly. This is another example. Baseball is back. People want it back. The MLB says, hey, we got a plan to get it back. They throw a bullshit clause in there that they know is going to get rejected, but they want to play baseball. It's the greedy players rejecting our offer. We're losing money. They're saying, no, they want more, more money. They're greedy. This is this is the start of it. It's, it's wild. It's, like, it's bad for both sides. There's no way either side. Both sides are going to come out looking bad. And, and both sides have like really good points, I think which is usually the case whenever something can't be decided. It's usually there's yeah. a middle ground and that's what we're hoping that they, they meet and everyone that, so we'll go over the pro- proposal, but everyone on Twitter, that's just saying like hard yes and hard. No. I mean, that's not even an option. Like a hard yes and hard. No is, is so clearly not an option right now. There needs to be a middle ground. And I think even the players union and, and the owners know that like they know that, one side's going to have to bend, but we have people screaming like, just accept it as is, or no way we can. It's like, those aren't even real options, guys. So don't don't tie yourself to a hard yes or a hard no. Like we're going to meet in the middle, that, uh, hopefully. But anyway, let's go into it. This is the proposal that got sent in. And uh, Passon did a good job on his ESPN article, bullet pointing everything. Friend and I, the and the first one is just a 50-50 split of revenue from the 2020 season. And I feel like it's silly to even go past that in this conversation because they're not even going past that in reading the contract. The players union saw that and said, nope, never mind. Um, and I mean, there's a couple reasons why that makes sense. Like they've never been a salary cap. And if you tie, if you tie your earnings to overall revenue, then you're limiting your earnings and you're, lim- you're, you know, you're just limiting a lot of things. And I hate revenue sharing from a business standpoint because pay people their worth. And then it's up to you to make sure that you get what you're owed. So because it sets a precedent of a revenue split moving forward, the players just automatic. No, no way. Uh, Trev, what was your, what, what was your reaction when you saw that this was the first broad term? Kind of exactly what I was talking about before. It's just the P, uh, the first st- uh, step in a PR step. They knew this was going to get rejected by the players. They 100% knew this just wasn't going to happen. So they throw it out there. They let players reject it publicly. And there we go. Now it's the start of real negotiations. They know this was, this was never, ever, ever going to happen. But they are smart and they understand public relations and it was a very good move and one that you can't really avoid if you're if you're the players like unless you get out in front of it and say they're going to do this watch that's the only way to counter that mm-hmm. you know this was just like i said it's just a just a play it's a non-starter than they knew it yeah jake what was your reaction yeah i i mean when it all comes out again there's kind of that excitement i i got texts from people today that were like hey baseball's coming back huh <laughs> and it's uh not not quite yet uh but yeah uh, i i don't know i mean the the players union has worked so hard for the past 25 years to um not get into the salary cap revenue sharing like like you mentioned so for for the owners to go with that um and yeah, and again, it's it, it is tough to get the information. So I, I think it's funny that last time the the first uh, pass in twenty questions article he came out with, we kind of weren't overly impressed. I liked it just because it laid everything out there, but it's everything we discussed so far. This kind of laid all the information out there and stuff we couldn't put together. He even and hey, he gave us this whole speech about, you know, he's got to be careful putting his neck out there. He did some turkey math where he threw out some of the dividing billions in half and salaries and stuff like that, which he had to preface big time with like none of this. None of this is actually <laughs> real, but it's kind of real at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I get it as the players and I. 
you know, it, it's kind of funny because we go back to that contract from six weeks ago where the owners and the players shook hands and we were like, hey, you know, this this is an OK sign. Like, all right, people are making this work. And now I think that's what's going to be the most wild. If they get into arguments over that part of the language, whether that the the players agreed with having fans there or not having fans there and the owners, because I, I know that was a separate part in the article where Passon said he talked to four separate union people. <laughs> Two of them said it could potentially hold up. One said it would never <laughs> hold up. And the other wasn't sure. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, when you give me that kind of information, that's when you hit the scary part. Yeah. Because if people if people start hammering the table over something like that, then you're running into the wall. Yeah, yeah. So the that that part of the article is talking about kind of if you've seen any Scott Boris quotes, we're like, we already signed a deal. We're not opening up negotiations at all. And it's <clears throat> this is like the cause of the of everything. And we've been talking about this for a while like did did they fuck up and sign something and now the MLB is going to come and say actually the interpretation of that says we can open it up again <clears throat> and we actually have the line now we didn't have the line in the contract we have it which is good so the actual wording says uh the 2020 championship season shall not be commenced unless and until each of the following conditions is satisfied. Okay. So it, it shouldn't, it, it won't start until all of these conditions are satisfied. And it lists out a bunch of conditions. And the one that we're focusing on here is this condition. The office of the commissioner and players association will discuss in good faith, the economic feasibility of playing games in the absence of spectators or at appropriate substitute neutral sites. To me, who has a pea brain and doesn't really understand the slur stuff, I, I can understand some things. That seems like all that says is they have to discuss if it's feasible or if they're going to play at neutral sites. Like it, all that promises is a discussion and an agreement on the feasibility of the economics and of the neutral sites. So passing passed along to some labor lawyers that work for ESPN. And two of them said, yeah, that doesn't, that's doesn't say they can reopen negotiations. It just says they have to agree on a discussion. And then two others said, yeah, but if to agree, they have to open up negotiations and refinance, then that could be what that means. So it's, it's very like, you know, just tied to the wording of that clause and that's why players thought they signed this and thought it was done already. That's why Boris saying, we're not re renegotiating. We signed a deal. And the owner saying, no, that line says that we have to discuss it in good faith. And you guys aren't discussing it in good faith. So it's kind of, what does discuss mean? It's the most lawyer sounding sentence you could come up with. Oh, yeah. It's not, you know, like it's this wiggle room. It's gray area. It, you can interpret it three different ways and that's exactly what i feel like kind of goes down with these things you know oh I'm, and i'm sorry i had it wrong two said two of the the lawyers that pass and asked said that um that that they should renegotiate it one said no the union's right and a fourth called any potential grievance yeah. on the matter a toss-up so that guy saying. sucks <laughs> well, and that's that's exactly what I was talking about. That's the that is the area that if 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 things get ugly, it feels like it's going to be in that section. Um, because again, we're passing pulled for professionals that this is their livelihood, and <laughs> they're not close to a conclusion. So if yeah. if we start slamming the table over that kind of stuff, um, well, I think and, that the fact that Tony Clark and them came out and said hey, the 50-50 revenue split is a non-starter. You interpret that to mean that there is a starting point somewhere, which means they are open to renegotiating in some capacity, which they will have to be. Yeah. And I I, I think, and, and that's all, that's end of the day, that's kind of all this is, and that's part of what the Passons article gets to too, 
is that again this is negotiations this is ugly it's it's how the world works and you start at both ends and then you land somewhere in the middle and then that last when you're coming up on the 60 40 line who's going to make the push to get their 55 percent or whatever it looks like so we'll we'll see what that looks like on the negotiating table uh, eventually uh this week should be ugly and then as they got into it um you know uh, jeff did talk about um, you know, pushing, delaying the contracts, which which we've talked about, and I know Jimmy's a big fan of, um, you know, so that when the money is coming in, then you could pay these guys and, and make that work. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I just think it's end of the day, it's, it's our cooler heads going to prevail because both sides, um, I think you're going to have some pissy people. And I think both sides are also going to have some, some good people. And it's, it's, it's who, who gets loud at the right moments and that's the scariest part for me that if one person one owner one lawyer and that's why this stuff is so nerve-wracking and such a scary thing says the wrong sentence or the wrong phrasing or someone lets out a bad tweet like we could lose baseball for a year and a half uh because we're supposed to hit the negotiating table with these guys again so that's i mean that's the terrifying factor for me that if you know, if one owner gets loud and is having a bad day, that could screw everything up. And uh, the same thing from the player side, too. Yeah. It's, it's pretty dicey situation. Everyone's on edge. Uh, let's go into some of the other terms of this proposal and see if they if the 50-50 split wasn't there, do you think, what do, you, what do we have? You know, if they are not asking for the revenue, which, which we think was posturing anyway in a PR move, they go an 82-game schedule. Uh, a mid-June spring training and early June opening day. We knew that because uh, Commissioner Plouffe let us know. Thank you. Thank you. A 14-team postseason rather than the typical 10. That's that money. That's the cash grab right there because you need to compensate. Which that'll, that'll probably continue into the next CBA, if I had to guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, games played in home stadiums allowed. We knew that because Commissioner Plouffe told us. Thank Designated you. hitters in the American and National League. Oh, my dream. Yeah, Pluffy. I want. I want to ask you because uh, I've I've wanted this for a while too. I mean, the origination of the story is probably the story I tell the most. There should have been an NLDH for a while now. Uh, I did see a couple tweets come out, and it, hey, it gets fun talking about baseball stuff. So you got to mix it in from time to time. Do you think a lot of NL teams should actually feel like they're at a disadvantage? Because I mean, they technically didn't plan on having a DH. You you could say that, but I think a lot of teams will benefit from this, right? You know, <laughs> like a lot of teams, and and especially in a season like this where it's kind of going to be, it's going to be different. I, I've said this in the beginning, like. Their injury risk was doing this because guys are going to be doing stuff they haven't done before. You know, training is going to be different. Obviously, the season's different. You know, their bodies aren't ramped up like they should be. And we're talking, what are we at now? It's May 12th today. This is when you're starting to hit your stride a little bit. You know, you got spring training out of the way, that first cold month of April. You know, guys aren't even, we haven't even started yet. So, like, there's some risk to injury there. And this is a way where you can take some mileage off guys. You know, um, if you, re you know, I was talking uh, about the Phillies the other day. I mean, this is a way that Jay Bruce and McCutcheon can come back and, and be playing games instead of having to take a couple days off a week. You know, JT Real Muto, he doesn't have to catch so many games. He can DH. Um, there's, a, there was, there's an article. There's a ton by, of teams. There's an article by Jim Bowden, uh, The Athletic, and he went through each National League team and like how they would use the DH in 2020 and whose careers it would change and all that. Yeah. Like Brawny's on there. And the Braun's biggest like, one is Schwarber. He's the face for, of it. Yeah, Schwarber for the Cubs. Huge. Exactly. Um, Buy some Robinson Cano stock right now, baby. <laughs> I actually sent that to, to Ryan. I said, you're the face of the DH for the NL. <laughs> I said, now you have to play five more years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that I'm very... I, I, I have mean, a heavy Actually, I want to read what he said to me because I, I remember it being pretty funny. So hold on. All right. See if okay. I can get it out. Rumor Man, mail. just bring the DH. All the players want it. Half of the fan base want it. And all National League fans that think they don't want it right now, <laughs> in five years, they'll be like, I can't believe 
Yeah. We used to pull pitchers that had good games because they came up with a runner in scoring position in the fifth inning. And then we had to pinch hit a non-starting quality bat and also a double switch. We had to take (laughs) out our starting first baseman and put in our backup. So now we took out three starters and replaced them with three bench players. And, and we're gonna we're gonna in the, in the guise of strategy, like I just I just think in five years any National League fan is gonna look back and be like, I I can't believe we used to do that. We're gonna bunt with one out and a runner on first base. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna the eighth hole hitter is basically just gets pitched around and never sees a pitch to hit because the pitcher comes up behind him and is an easy out. It's not strategy. I, it's just I, t- I texted Ryan. I said, you're the face of the universal DH. He says, I already got rid of my gloves. Just put them in the trophy room for good. He says, I could, he says, I could still probably put up 900 OPS if I could DH only. So he's, Boom. he's looking forward hey. to it. Boom. Boom. Someone's going to grab stretch. that and tweet it, Trev. <laughs> hey, I've, I've got another quick, I've got another quick hitter for Trevor. Trevor, would you say you're a company man? What does that mean? I think so. Yeah. Like good or bad. A, you know, you're you fight for the company. You fight for your team. Yeah. He went on the news yeah, yesterday and put a John Boy Media shirt on. I did. Okay. Well, then why don't you get your goddamn arm loose and get <laughs> on the fucking taxi squad, bro? Dude, do you think I want to spend my time at the fucking spring training <laughs> no. facility with like 20 dudes that are 22 years old and <laughs> Like, I think part of you does. But okay, that sounds great, part. actually. Not a big <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I honestly, I, I, I was like, okay. I never really entertained it, but I said, if this was something like 50 fucking people per organization, that's a lot. But then I started thinking, what does being on the taxi squad mean? And that is when I started to really think about it, being down there, going through drills, hitting BP, probably inter-squatting, that is not the life for me. Hey, we've been watching The Last Dance, and this is off topic for a second. Do you get jealous a little bit that, you know, um, in The Last Dance, like the Space Jam sessions and the Olympic team sessions and the practices, they're just playing basketball, like in its in its correct form. Baseball practices are just drills and situational stuff and, the, you know, rinse, repeat. Like, do you ever think that, you know, let's just scrimmage? No. Yeah. scrimmaging sucks yeah it's I, it's a, baseball is weird in that way where, where it's like you can't simulate live besides scrimmaging but even then it's not the same so you know that's kind of where all like this the new age thinking of how to practice has come about like a ton of new hitting drills have come about a ton of new pitching drills uh, weight programs have all come about because baseball has been doing the same shit for so long you know let's take ground balls and let's do pfp like it's it's been they've been doing that so these guys that have new ideas like they're being welcomed with open arms because like people player development needed a change yeah okay interesting uh this is the biggest bullet point from the proposal that we didn't already know games will only be played against divisional and regional opponents so the yankees in the american league east would only play the American League East and the National League East. And that is who they would play their 82 games against. I mean, that's that's, nine teams. That's terrible for the Yankees. Yeah, to get the NL East. That sucks. Yeah. Terrible for the other nine teams that have to play them too, so. Is Garrett Cole ready? He's so ready. He's thrown with Booney. You haven't seen I haven't seen him. Him and Booney get together like every once a week, and it's a it's a conversation. Okay, that's nine nine games against each team, so three series of three games. It kind of works out fine. It's interesting. It's different. Who, and I'll, who, I'll, who's the biggest winner there? The Central teams that get to play the Royals, the Tigers, and uh, Pirates. The Pirates. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, and I I'll I'll go just because I I was kind of forming a a firmer stance on this because I wanted some semblance of of realism either with the di- with the divisions or something like that. And this is enough for me. Like again, who who the fuck am I and who really cares? 
But again, if if all of this goes through and we figure out the money and all that stuff and the safety, we know you have to say the safety. If they figure everything out, uh, I think this is like it's a good enough box to play in. We we needed it, you know, our 80 games or so. You know, hey, we're playing all the East Coast teams. We're going to figure it out in the East. I'm with that. Like that's that's enough rules to make this legitimate for me. So I'm good with that. Who does that suck for? Like Seattle and the Rockies, but travel always sucks for them anyway. Yeah, it does. Well, any team on the coast like that. Definitely Seattle has it probably the worst. Like like is anyone like is our baseball divisions pretty accurate? You know, like in in the NFL, Dallas is in the East because they just did a grab bag. Uh but yeah, that Midwest would actually be the best for travel, it's looking like. It's always the best for travel. They're all right there. Central, I mean, you, the longest flight you're going to have is three hours, so it's like. Nah, the Northeast is pretty good, too, I guess. You really just have the Braves, the Rays, and Miami down south, and then Washington, Baltimore, Philly, Yankees, yeah. Mets, Red Sox. In this scenario, there'll be, there'll be a ton of train rides and, or bus rides. I bet, you, I bet you they bus a lot if they're doing no, that. No, who might have it the worst? How about your Houston Astros? Yeah. Besides the Rangers. They're like guys are getting a lot of love right now, dude. And I'm not sure I like it. Who's getting love? The Astros. I saw Carlos Correa on like a UFC broadcast talking about the fight. I'm like, what who why does anyone care what Carlos Correa say about UFC fighting? But he was there. And Bregman's getting a bunch of love because he's doing well. At least he's doing something positive. He's like doing this awesome charity. So props to Bregman on that. Yeah, they all going about it the right Twitter. way. Did you see that? I did not see that. Like Bregman, Altuve, they all deleted their Twitters because they they're never gonna escape that. Yeah, Twitter's Twitter's tough. But I'm I'm kind of you know if Bregman keeps it up, like I'll give him a pass because he's doing at least he's using his time right now and he's really making an impact. Can't hate on that. Good is good. Um, all right. So that, I, that, 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 like what you're, Jake, what you're saying, Jake, is like when I read that, that they're going to stay within their divisions and regions. I was like, okay, that's a touch safer. It's still wild. Like we had a buddy texting us about like the health benefits, like how many MLB players are there? 26 times 30. Take that number. There's no way I could do that math. 780. 780 players. Now, staff, coaches, and now they're going to go home to all their families. So take the 780 and times it by two minimum, probably, like who they encounter at their home. And now times it by the pilots and the train conductors or the bus drivers. And, and it, you know, in the, the web, you can get it pretty big if you continue to do that over yes. and over and over with everyone that touches and. And then you got but I mean, this is all riding on health officials and the government's ruling. So it's not like MLB saying, "Hey, you know, fuck you guys, we're doing this." They are saying it depends on what state by state laws say and shit like that. I think that's what they're going to talk about most today. I think that should be the thing, first conversation. Yeah. Yeah, and Jeff points it out in this article. He talks. Doolittle had a really good. Twitter thread on this about all kind of those things that you just talked about. And, um, I, you know, that's what needs to be led with. Like, is everyone going to be safe? Like how ridiculous would it be if some of these guys go and they contract COVID and, and don't make it some, there's guys that play in the MLB that have compromised immune systems. Like how much of a, like how bad would everyone feel like we were trying to push for this game and like, this guy goes and, and something really bad happens. I think we'd all feel horrible. So you really like when you think about it that way, you have to like say, okay, let's like number one priority. 100% is the safety of everybody, not just the players, but like everybody that comes in contact too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know how you assure that, but you can't really. I mean, Mets, Mets pitching coach Phil Regan was 80, 82 years old last year. <laughs> so um, I mean, you, you and you have to you have to bring all that into consideration, you know. Um, and I, I think that's it's an interesting thing because you, you I, I flip flop on it. But 
you have to figure out the safety. And like Jim was just saying with that web, um, you know, there's some people that'll never be comfortable with that web. And and that kind of is what it is. But I mean, there will there will be a big web, um, no matter how that ends up looking at the end of the day. And if you're not comfortable in that, like you're not necessarily wrong. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's what they are trying to do here and Doolittle, our guy, um, has been killing it because he, he, he had, he had that thread that as Trevor mentioned was really good. He came on talking baseball, which is just a savvy move right now. And then three, he followed it up. I think it was today because he gave his thread that was just asking a bunch of questions and he was getting all the idiots that were like, Hey, just play baseball, man. Collect your money and play baseball. And he replied, I'm asking these questions because I want to play baseball. <laughs> um, I'd also like to be healthy uh, and keep my family healthy. So I think, you know, everyone kind of has the same goal. Uh, they're just going at it from different ways. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Jeffy P did say that in the article that the players were going to do a, uh, you know, and that's, that's where this stuff gets kind of fun. Like if the players, they obviously said the money was a no starter. If they just didn't bring up money at all today, um, you know, that's where negotiations and playing the game gets a little fun. Um, and they just say, yeah, yeah, let's let's talk health today. But, you know, yeah. show us you ca- show us you care about us. And let then me we'll ask, circle back on that. Let me ask you guys this. Sure. Friend of the pod, David Dahl. Yeah. Right. He had his spleen removed. Ooh. Which the spleen is like a filtering agent for your body. I think I heard that once before. BBD, if you fact check that one for me. BBD. Say David has concerns about playing this year. Mm-hmm. And decides ultimately that it's not right. He doesn't feel safe playing. What happens? Do you think if you guys are running the show, like, do you just not pay the guy? Well, because I mean, he's this is happening because he doesn't want to be put in a situation where he could die. This is happening in in real life. I mean, I mean, not the baseballs in real life, but like in meat plants in the Midwest and stuff. If people don't want to go to work because they feel like they're gonna get sick, they are getting fired and they just pass something. I might be speaking wrong, but they just pass something saying like they can't in collect unemployment like you're fucked they're also saying ridiculous yeah also saying that making employees sign a waiver saying if you do go to work and you get covid it's not on us so like it's not just baseball players like there's a lot of people being forced to work in unsafe places across the country right now so i I, there's got to be precedent set legally somewhere this is also a unionized job so that has something to do with it like you know he's got backing I'm just curious because I really do feel like there's going to be two, three, four guys who are just like, look, that's not worth it to me. Yeah. I, I think. And you then what do you do make, with those guys? Uh, you, you have to make a, and, and who knows if it goes to, um, you know, they, they have to figure out in another courtroom, but you almost, it, and Hey, maybe this is a cop out and this is why I'm not in the, in the lawyer biz, but you have to leave like an area where like some, some things can't be treated as equal. And if, if David, David Dahl doesn't want to play, um, because of his spleen, that's his choice. And you either have to figure out, um, how you want to make money work or how you don't want to make money work or, or maybe David Dahl has options. Like maybe he, he doesn't get paid, but he gets a year of service time. Like, I, I don't know. I just think you have to, it, it, you have to leave something for the exceptions because this is an exceptional situation. It's, it's not like we're doing the day to day and someone's getting a little loud just to get loud. We're clearly in the deep end of a pandemic that you have to leave a, Hey, if, if there's a, a couple dolls or a couple, I mean, who was there was an old Steeler safety that could never play uh, in at at in Denver because the the altitude was too much for him, um, and so like it, there's you have to know that in this situation there are going to be some outliers that can't fit every definition of the wording, and I don't know if you bring him to a separate arbitration court or however you want to do it, but you you have to leave in a clause of some sort. Yeah. 
You know, so another interesting little tidbit here is that when you're leading up to a CBA, a negotiation, towards the end of your CBA, you have to negotiate another one, which we're at right now. The three, four years before that, the Players Association starts stockpiling money, and they do it by licensing checks. I think we've gone over this before on the show, but just in case nobody's heard this, you know, like, Four years out, they take like 25% of your licensing check. Um, and that's all shared revenue from anything with an MLB logo on it. Players get a piece of that, and then we we divide it up. But four years out, 25%. Three years out, 50%. Two years out, 75% of that check gets kept. This year was the year that they're supposed to take 100% of that check and really fill up the war chest. Hmm. I don't... I don't think there's going to be a ton of money um, in that licensing sharing. So although they've had three years to, to fill it, I think it's going to be a little light on what they expected. But in saying that, I got to think that if a couple of players sat out because of real underlying health issues, that the association would take care of them. That's just my thinking. It would help. Um, let's, let's keep going down this list. Because uh, the other one is that it's um, 26 to 30 active players with a 20-man taxi squad, which we kind of talked about, but that was official. Um, and no fans in the stadium. The rest of it sounds cool to me. Just figure out the money and the health. Money and health. Those are the two issues. But for a while, we were wondering what a season would look like. You know, the bubble plan, the spring training plan. This one sounds good all around. It sounds... Everything... Everything um, that's easy, which is like where and when and and who, is good. It's the money and the health, but on field decisions all good. Yeah. yeah, I think the health is implied. Like that has to be there. Yeah, yeah. you know Did the money some, thing is the kind of the biggest issue. This I, I think this will come off more hot takey than I want it to. Um, who who do you guys genuinely think? Because I I was surprised by my answer earlier today. Who do you think has more to lose in all this? Because that's that's what negotiations come down to, right? It's who's you know who who kind of gets pushed to their wicks end easier. Um, and uh, I've just genuinely thrown it out there. I know, like Trevor, you you were a player. Uh, we we currently don't have an owner represented on the podcast, um, and until until John Boy keeps making those damn breakdowns, um, but wh- who who do you guys think like how? And obviously you don't have to lay everything out because it's going to become a push come to shove all over the board. But what, like where are you at right now? And we'll use the John Boy clause. This can change within the next hour. Reserve your reserve the right to change your mind. I think owners who only own the team have the most to lose owners who don't have another business like the guy who owns the Astros. He made all his money in something else. I forget what it is, you know, and some owners have other webs of other revenue streams, but like the Steinbrenner family, they only make money from the Yankees because we're talking about if, if this doesn't, happen right and it and we lose this season payrolls are going to shrink you're not going to be able to pick up players free agency is going to be terrible and then you're going into a cba with the worst momentum ever and you might be looking at a strike and if like worst case worst case the steinbrenners don't make money for for two and a half years i mean they'd have to sell their team and then they'd have to change their way of life and then their fucking whole dynasty so owners i think owners that only have all their revenue comes from their baseball team. Their livelihood is at stake. And sure, they're not going to go starving or hungry or whatever, but they may lose their business if this thing goes as south as it can go. Where players, there's for most, there is a recovery time where like eventually there will be baseball again. Um, but in the meantime, it'll hurt a lot of the players who aren't on big contracts. A fucking... A ton too, uh, like a ton. This whole thing's a mess. It's all a mess. I agree with you about the owners who only own the the teams. I mean, you could say only own the teams, which is but you ridiculous. know what I mean. But like it's their, port, yeah. it's their. 
they um you know franchise values are probably taking a hit mm-hmm. so this whole idea of jerry ryan's door if i've also mentioned this on the podcast before his famous quote is that in 94 he the owner should have been willing to hold out for two years they can't do that not in this climate not in this economic climate so i think that if we get this season in and we see the owners you know obviously they're not going to make as much money they're not going to like you just referenced they're not going to spend a lot of money in free agency this year we already know that yeah so that's a loss for the players but i do believe that the negotiations for the CBA, I think that'll get taken care of because both sides don't have a fallback plan. Like they literally baseball wouldn't survive a strike. There'd be multiple bankruptcies on the owner side. Players obviously would have to figure something out. And I think there'd be, it just would be bad for them as well. But You'd, I think see, the, you'd see another league like an XFL or something try to try to start up and like snake guys. It'd be a it'd be a mess if they go to that strike because then you're you're really gonna have teams have to they owners can't. have to sell their teams. You'd probably yeah. see another league pop up to try and steal guys away and make like a small traveling like exhibit. I, it would be. That sounds horrible. My God. I think that I think. And I think that's I think everyone's why, in trouble. Yeah, they, they they have to they have to come to an agreement on this one uh, somehow. And that's, because that's, the tumbleweed that, is crazy. That that's kind of the more I read this, and I mean it. And I I don't want to undersell the player side of this. And man, you know we we do take it for granted, and we see the big numbers in baseball. And you know even even the low men on the MLB roster will will make more in a season than a lot of people will make in any year of their life, and that's is what it is. But um, their work lifetime may be two years, it may be three years. And what if your two years are supposed to be right now? Exactly. So there is that player side. But at the end of the day, when I was if I just go when you have more to lose, I mean it feels like the owners for everything you guys said. I mean. The, the franchise values that we feel like, you know, doesn't normally get talked about because the owners don't want you talking about it. Um, like, I, I feel like, and, and Trevor, if you have any insight on this, let me know. And I, I kind of want to ask some of our connects, but I also don't because I feel like they'd be offended. But I don't think the owners are going to open up their books because I think that's just going to open up a whole new wormhole and give the players so much ammunition saying, Oh, you've been making this. <laughs> and I, yeah. I just don't, I don't think the owners want to open up that can of worms of opening up their books. And like we said, I just think franchise values could plummet because they don't know the state of the league. I mean, it, you know, if we're talking about going two years without baseball, um, and, and Jimmy, the the lifestyle point is a great thing because hey, it, own, having hundreds of million dollars and owning the Yankees is a lot cooler than having hundreds of million dollars and not owning the Yankees. So I don't know. I I just think the owners might have to eat a little bit. And again, who the, who the fuck am I? Because you know I'm saying the owners might have to eat a little bit. And what if that's fifty million dollars? What if that's a hundred million dollars? I don't know the numbers. But what if the owners have to eat a little bit? And I know Pisan threw a little bit in there about feely good and the owners, you know, look great and saving the USA. And maybe there's a little bit of that, but I think it's more so losing <laughs> the value of their team and not having to sell their team. Um, where the players like, yeah, you you lose your livelihood for a little bit, but you know, you kind of had a game plan the whole time that you were gonna. Like if if you're a if you're a ball player and you thought you were playing baseball until you're an 80, you know, you're, you're the first one to ever think that. So uh, I don't know. So I, I, I don't know how it plays out. I don't know how it looks, but I, I think there is when we get to that tipping scale at the end of this, whether it's 55 to 60 or 45 to 40, how, however that final end game looks, I think the owners are going to have to, to bend a little bit. And, you know, uh, for all my owners that are listening, you know, I'm sorry you don't like that. Um, but I I think like we are saying, there's gonna be creative ways to make money and get the product out there and to get it going forward. So I uh I, I don't know. I just did it when I read the 
pass an article, it was the first time that I was like, man, maybe, maybe the players are going to stay strong and look okay in this. But again, I could be on here crying next week and very sad. And that's allowed, I, Jake. Change your mind as yeah. much as you want. I can 100% tell you that the players will not accept a revenue split. That's just not going to happen. I get it. They Too many people have worked too hard and fought Decades, that fight dude. for too long for it to just get changed right now. And that is drilled into your head. Every meeting that we have do you know what guys did to get you in this position do you know the sacrifices that were made do you know the story of kurt flood do you understand what people did to put us in this situation there's no way we're going to take a concession on this now that's what players think and it's I the mean, right way to think when garrett coles did his press conference to the yankees that's who he thanked right away <laughs> kurt flood and the like for uh doing what they did so that's why we're strong and then, you know, going back to the Reinsdorf quote, because I really, it's like one of the most evil quotes ever. We should have stayed locked down for two years. That, that's okay to say in a robust economy. Mm-hmm. When your franchise value has stayed the same or it's gone up. But they can't say that now. They can't say two years. So That was, that's that was a, internet the, boom guy talking. Yeah, so they're, they are, um, it, it's, we're in a different world now with that. That's why I'm pretty, I'm pretty optimistic this gets done. All right, and and, and I Jake, think it's going to get done soon. I think I, I I will say this. End of this week, early next week, I think we have an agreement, and that's just that is no tidbit. That's just me. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. And Jake kind of mentioned the timeline that Passon wrote about is um, that the t- four sources landed on the same time frame, about two and a half weeks, with a chance for a resolution, good or bad, sooner but not much later. So in 15 days or so, we will know. I got shorter than that. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, all right. I think that, I mean, that, that's kind of it. We talked through that as best we can, and we will continue. Very interesting that we have become a, someone said it in the Patreon chat, like this is a labor dispute podcast not a baseball podcast anymore dude we all we want to do is cover baseball trust me got to talk about what's going on though i mean that this is what's this is what's going on in the world of baseball right now and trying to break it down as simply as we can for you guys and give our thoughts which are as wishy-washy as ever because what the hell's going on out there what's your meter at right now it's a yes there's too much to lose for both sides I mean, there's just far too much to lose if they don't come to agreement here and it rolls into the CBA. Um, but that's the thing is both people think they have leverage because of that because because both sides are playing this uh, this like uh, cocky scared game. Like they're both cocky because they're scared. You know, like kind of like they're both in a corner just throwing their best punches right now knowing eventually they're going to have to, like, take some themselves. Okay. You're muted, Jake. I, I know we're deep into this and we were doing final lines, but what's uh, what's the the owners need a headline, right, or something they can be happy about? If the players get their full prorated salaries, what's it going to be from the owners that they say we got? I don't think they'll get the full prorated salary. Um, I do. But then, 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 then what's your answer to Jake's question then? Cause then there needs to be something the owners get. What's their, what's their takeaway line. And you can't say more playoff games because that's to counteract the loss of revenue, which now is even more for the prorated salaries. So like, what would they get if they, if they have to pay the full salaries? Baseball. They get they get their franchises out there in in the limelight again. Like they need to but have they, their franchises then, on TV playing, and they and for their franchise value to secure and maintain, they need the product on the field. But but did you read the quote from one owner who said, "If I open up doors and we pay them the full prorated salary, and we open up doors with no fans, we lose a hundred and fifty grand every game, and you want us to play eighty games that way or forty something games that way?" So like. That's not a good thing for them. Why would they do that? Well, 
my what I think is going to happen, and I've said this before, is I think they will players will get the full prorated amount. Uh, it'll just be deferred. Yeah, possibly with interest, and I think that's a win for everybody. That's I think that's going to I ultimately think that will be the decision that's made. Deferred think, makes sense. I don't know about the interest. But I, I, maybe that's the maybe, win. Maybe not getting interest on it is how the owners win. Yeah, Deferred always I, I don't know. Nice I, to me. I feel like they need a headline, and and Trevor actually might have hit it on the nose. I mean, the fact that they could, if they could bring baseball back, if they can be those people, you know, maybe maybe that's enough to inflate their chest. I feel like they do need one more walk away line to be happy about. But uh, that's interesting. And yeah, my I don't think my, my final... care about the public perception of them. Like I don't like. Oh, you'll be heroes. Like we don't care. Oh, they lose. care about that. Yeah, Jim. These guys have the biggest. They have the biggest egos in the world, man. They um, like their wallet more. Yeah, they like their ego. This too. Help, but that helps their wallet for their product to be on the field. Helps their franchise value, and that is the underlying number that nobody ever talks about. Is the franchise values. Now they've taken a hit. If they sit out baseball this year, next year, guess what? Those things are going to be cut in half. So they need to play. Oh, my line. This is my 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 line from the article. As as we mentioned, we're going to take 1% of every Jeff P thing. These are smart people. He's talking about both sides. These are smart people. If they want, they can find a deal. They just have to be willing to look for it. Boom. So that's Love it. quoted by... Jeffy P. That's from me. Quoted by Jake. You didn't read that? Yeah. That's from me. But you read it from I mean, it's in Jeff's article, but that's from me. Yeah, it's like the Michael Scott Wayne Gretzky thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, perfect. All right, thank you guys. We will be back on Friday with a fun interview we had with... You'll have to find out. Who is it? Doll. Sick. (laughs) 